and thank you for joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. By revelation, this message shows how believers can access the supernatural power of the gospel process and how this relates to the seasons of our lives. The Archbishop in this profound sermon uncovers the revelation and power of how to activate this third day blessing. Prepare to be enlightened at this year's Global Prayer Work Summit from the 19th to the 22nd of July in Connecticut. Register online now at ndwministries.org. Know today that this is God's word of revelation for you. Be empowered as you listen. So you can sit where you are and you can look good and cute and not press the law. But I didn't come to look cute and I didn't come to look good. I came to praise. I came to say thank you. Thank you for making me a nobody and somebody. Thank you for helping me out the other day. Thank you for watching over me when I want to pay. Thank you for keeping my children from danger. Thank you that when I flew the air 35,000 feet above the sea level, you kept me safe. You kept me landed safe. Somebody say yes. Ah, I feel the anointing in the house. I don't know about you, but I feel, I feel something in the house. I can't preach. I can't teach. I got to preach. Come on, church. If you help me, I will preach. Say, I help you. All right now. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. This is the third day. Turn to somebody and say, Welcome to the third day. Turn your Bibles with me, if you please, to the book of Uzziah. Hosea, Hosea, the sixth chapter. Hosea, the sixth chapter. Reading from the first verse. The Bible said, Come and let us return to the Lord. For he has wounded us, Kabo Hosea, and he will heal us. He has torn us. And he will bind us up. Every time we leave the presence of God, we run into trouble. Every time we run away from his presence, we run into crisis. The other day, Jonah left the presence of Jehovah. And the Bible said it cost him money. He paid. He paid for a ticket to board a boat or a ship to run away from the presence of God. Whenever you leave his presence, it will cost you something. It cost Jonah something and God said, Jonah, it's all right. You can run from my presence, but I assure you that you will fulfill your vows for which you were born. You either go to Nineveh looking good and smart and smelling good with some cologne all over you and having some deodorant in your armpit and have a good haircut and a good little beard like mine up here. Are you hearing me, somebody? Say, I hear you. I don't play with this. I got some anointing in here. Amen. 
And God said, you will not go to Nineveh in the right way. Or you will go to Nineveh smelling like fish. But you will go to Nineveh. And there are so many of you running away from God, running from his presence, running from your purpose, running away from your destiny, trying to run away from here and go somewhere else because you don't like what the bishop is saying. But I came to tell you, you can run away from here and go anywhere else, but God is going to get you because he got a big fish out there waiting to swallow you up. Are you hearing me, somebody? He got a storm and he got a wind waiting for you to get you to your final destination. If you're hearing me, somebody shout, I hear you. So the prophet said the other day, he said, it's time to return to the Lord. All you Jonas, all of you that have run away from the presence of God, left his presence. He said, it's time to go back to, to the Lord uh, because he has wounded us and he will heal us and, and he has torn us and he will lift us up. Then he said, in two days or after two days, I will do what? I will what? He said, I will revive you after two days. And he said, on the third day, and I will lift you up. I like being lifted up. The other day, David said in the third Psalm, he said, many are they that have written me up. Ah, the oracles have spoken my doom and, and the prophet have said there is no hope for me and the experts have written me off and the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the, and the Jews and, and, and all my critics have proclaimed and prophesied that I'm, I, I'm not going to make it and that there is no hope for me and they've written me off that I will be bankrupt and my children will make it but David said thou, thou, thou oh Lord at a shield about me my glory and the lift out of my head. Are you hearing me somebody? Uh, David said when everybody writes me off and gives up on me the Lord will pick me up and he will lift up my head because he said the Lord is the lifter of my head. Somebody shout I hear you. He said in two days I will revive you. And he said on the third day there shall be divine liftings and exaltations and elevations. Uh, ladies and gentlemen from Calvary uh, since he died and passed and was buried and rose on the third day triumphant from the dead uh, from, from Calvary uh, to January 1st 2001 is the third day the Bible said that a day is a thousand years and a thousand years is us a day unto the Lord and so from Calvary, since his death and resurrection, uh, to, to December 31st, the year 2000 last year, was the second day. 31st December last year ended the second day after his resurrection. And 1st January 2001 connotes the beginning of the third day from the cross and also it is the beginning of the seventh day from creation from Adam's world 
Are you hearing me somebody? And God rested on the seventh day. And the church is about to come into rest. The church is about to come into a greater place of rest from battle and rest from war. I don't mean there's not going to be war, but it's not going to be like on the second day. Because when he died and he was buried, ladies and gentlemen, on the first day, he laid in the grave. And all hell broke loose and hell rejoiced because the Son of God ah, had died and was laid in the grave in the bowels of the earth. And, and there was a, a great party and a great feasting in hell on that day there were no sick at the hospital because all the demons of infirmity, sickness and disease were all called ah, to have a party in hell to rejoice and celebrate the defeat of the son of God and the triumph of the devil, hell was having a good time and having a party, on that day there was no calamity and catastrophe and accident and tragedy on our highways nor in the air because all the unclean foul spirits responsible for wicked oppressions and activity all spiritual wickedness were recalled with a mandate from the devil to appear at hell for a party to to rejoice and to celebrate the victory of Satan over 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 the son of the living God ah, and the second day they were having a good time on that day there was no misunderstanding between husband and wife everything was sugar honey beauty my love there was no misunderstanding there was no strife there was no fighting there was no look at your face there was no adding like the way you talk to me there was no thing like I'm hurt I'm offended and, and there was no unforgiveness and bitterness and offense none of those things were there it was just love and honey and sweetie and on the third day the son of God was still in the bowels of the earth and all hell rejoiced all the regions of the underworld there are five regions of the underworld and all the different regions of the underworld were rejoicing that the Son of God, apart from paradise and those in the bosom of Abraham and the lake of fire that is empty and not yet occupied, all the other regions of hell were rejoicing that Satan had triumphed over the Son of God. And Jesus laid in the grave and the disciples in the midst of all the anointing and in the midst of all the experience and the great and awesome encounters and Peter having walked on the sea and seen Lazarus raised from the dead after the fourth day and experience all kinds of miracles and signs and of wonders of these awesome man of God called Jesus of Nazareth they were confused and they were in the state of perplexity and in the state of powerlessness and with a mind of hopelessness and they know and understand what was going on and on the third day there was silence in heaven on the second day but on the third day the father stood up in heaven and said enough is enough and said Michael the warring angel the minister of defense responsible for the defense of heaven and the nation of Israel according to Daniel the 11th chapter go down now and said Holy Ghost go down now and bring my son back alive are you hearing me somebody and the Holy Ghost went specifically to the city of Jerusalem right at the sepulcher where his body was laid and the angel of Jehovah ruled away the stone that had kept the Son of God in the tomb right there in Jerusalem and the breath of Jehovah came upon the Son of God the Holy Ghost breathed into the Son of God and the Bible said he rose from the dead on the third day the grave could not hold him the grave could hold him on the first day 
it could hold him on the second day but on the third day it didn't have the power to contain him are you hearing me somebody some of you the devil held you on the first day and held you on the second day and bound you on the first and second day and it's like you are never coming out of that situation but I came to tell you today that this is the third day and in no power in hell that can hold you back anymore I see you coming out of that situation are you hearing me somebody come on lift up your hands and shout yes somebody lift up your hands and shout yes all the enemies of Jehovah and the enemies of Jesus rejoice and thought they had him where they wanted him the devil thought he had him but my bible tells me that there was a wisdom that was hidden from the foundations of the earth and even the devil being an archangel before he fell and when he fell god never took back from him his glory his wisdom and everything he had but even though he had wisdom he was perfect in beauty and in wisdom and splendor and everything he had he could not access the very mysteries of jehovah because there is no way that the creator can be more intelligent than that the, the creation can be more intelligent than the creator God hid it from him from the beginning of the world listen ladies and gentlemen the Bible says the lamb that was slain before 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 2000 years ago ah before Calvary before the cross the lamb was slain and the blood was shed and when there was war in heaven before the cross it was the blood that overcame in heaven for they overcame him in heaven by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony not even loving their lives unto death are you hearing me somebody if you're hearing me come on shout I hear you and the Bible said if the princes of this world have known they wouldn't have crucified the devil made a big mistake God said I'm gonna set him up ah God is setting the devil up in your life you don't know what I'm saying you don't hear what I say I said God is setting the devil up in your life if the devil had known that selling Joseph into slavery sending him into prison and into Egypt was helping him to get closer to his destiny and to bring him into the house of Pharaoh as a prime minister he would have have left him alone in the land of Canaan but the devil don't know that what he's doing to you is going to drive you closer to God and he's helping you to get close to your destiny somebody shout I hear you Joseph said the other day it was meant for evil but God turned it for good ah Paul said the other day I heard Paul saying the other day in Romans the 8th chapter and the 28th verse he said for we know we know by experience we know because we have encountered it that all things not some but all the good the bad and the ugly they all will work together for good because we love him and we are called according to his purpose are you here me somebody if you're hearing me shout I hear you I don't know what you're going through and what the devil has set you up for but I came to tell you even though it looks bad and it don't look good and you don't feel right because you feel bad and your emotions are in a mess and your mind is confused and your body is hurting 
and you can't sleep at night I came to tell you that it is a setup it is setup it's not a defeat but it's a setup because God is going to work his plans through it all and you're going to come out victorious I said you are coming out victorious I said you are coming out victorious if you hear me shout I hear you hey, loose your hole and let them go the second day everybody in Jerusalem was confused about the son of God that how come he heal others can heal himself save others can't save himself you have prayed for others and they have received their miracle and it looks like yours is never coming but I came to tell you that it's a lie because the Bible says he that meditates the word day and night is like a tree that is planted by the riverside his leaves shall not wither he will bring forth his food in his season whatsoever he doeth he shall prosper ah your season is coming you didn't hear what I said everybody has his season your season is coming and when your season comes the devil can't stop you somebody shout I hear you Ladies and gentlemen, on the second day, he was still in the bowels of the earth. He was still the son of God, but his body was going through hell. He was still the anointed, the crystal, the Christ, but his body was going through hell. Ah, the church has been through hell. We were anointed, but we were going through hell. We have experienced and heard about the Dutch revival. We've heard about men like John Knox who prayed in Scotland within the second day from Calvary. Within the year 2000, John Knox prayed and said, give me Scotland or I die, but he was going through hell. Queen, Queen Victoria in the 18th century said, I fear nothing but the prayers of John Knox, but the church was going through hell. We've heard about Azusa, how one black man dare to believe God and pray passionately with no education no intellectual capability didn't go to Harvard or Yale or Oxford or Cambridge but knew how to access the throne room of God and had God to tear down the heavens and came down and poured out his spirit right there in Azusa that affected the entire world and shook the earth are you hearing me somebody say I hear you but I'm telling you in the mix of all that the church went through hell then we heard about the healing revival we've heard about Alexander Dowie in the mix of the mighty move and revival he went and the church went through hell we've heard about A.A. Allen who died in his hotel room he was healing the sick performing great signs and wonders raising the dead opening the eyes of the blind and the ears of the deaf on, on, on stopping the tongue of the dog and yet he went through hell his wife left him find himself in a hotel room dead people like Jacob great moves of God 
great miracles and wonders. People rising up from their wheelchair, sick, bed, and heal, died at the age of 38 years. People like John G. Lake, great mighty man, lost his wife and she died, but was still anointed, still casting out devil, but going through hell. Are you hearing me? Because it was the second day. We've had people like William Braham and people like Amy McPherson, Catherine Kuma, and the many others in the healing wave and revival that brought a great awesome move of the supernatural, but they went through hell. The church has been through hell in the hands of the media. We have gone through all kinds of hell because it was the second day but God said on the third day I will lift you and I will exalt you I will promote you I will elevate you somebody here is about to be lifted up somebody is about to be elevated somebody is about to be exalted if you're hearing me shout I hear you ladies and gentlemen there is something about the third day. If you look at the Bible in Genesis, in the creation of the Adamic world, not the pre-Adamic, you realize that it was on the third day that God separated the little lights from the greater lights. It was on the third day that he named the evening and the morning. It was on the third day that he spoke and said, let the waters gathered themselves together and they became sea and he called the dry land earth. It was on the third day. You must understand ladies and gentlemen that when God came to Abraham in Genesis the 22nd chapter and the, uh, and the fourth verse and God said take now thy son, thy only son whom thou lovest. He had two sons, Ishmael and Isaac, and God knew that Ishmael was something that Abraham could do without, but he couldn't do without Isaac. You see, God always will ask you an offering to give him an offering of that which you can't do without. Whenever God asks you for an offering, he's not asking you for an Ishmael offering. He's asking you for an Isaac offering. He's asking you for that thing which you love, that money that you save, and that thing you hold it on to, and you can't do with that, and you can't let go. God said, I want it. I want your Isaac, not Ishmael. And God said, give me Isaac, thy only son, whom thou loves above all others. Lay him on the altar, and let me see him dead. And so Abraham took Isaac, saddled his ass so early in the morning, didn't tell his wife, because he knew that if he ever tried and attempted to tell Sarah what he heard from God, Sarah would say, what did you say? You said, God said what? I went to the labor ward. Do you know what it means to go to the labor ward, Abraham? And you said, God said what? Tell the Lord with all respect to talk to me. I need some confirmation about this man of God. Don't even try, don't touch my baby. Take your hands off of him. So Abraham took the little boy and sneaked out. And the Bible said the first day, God said, go to the land of Moriah. The first day he didn't know what was happening and where he was going. And the second day he still didn't see where he was going. But the Bible said in the fourth chapter of Genesis, the 22nd 
the fourth verse of Genesis the 22nd chapter that on the third day he saw the place afar off it was on the third day he saw the Mount of Moriah and he knew that I have a clear sense of direction and leadership I know exactly where I'm going my vision is clear I have a clear mandate this is the land and the Mount of Moriah it was on the third day he saw the place afar off there are so many of you on this third day God is gonna give you a seeing eye and you're gonna be seeing destiny afar off you will see your promised land you will see things you've never seen before you will walk places you've never walked before you will hear glorious things you've never heard before you will conquer giants you've never conquered before you will take territories you've never taken before ladies and gentlemen because this is the third day it is a prophetic year it's a prophetic season it's a prophetic hour somebody lift up your hands and shout I hear you When Jonah ran from the presence of God and found himself in the boat and God sent a great wind and storm to hit the boat and they were in big trouble. Whenever you leave the presence of God and run from the presence of God, you face all kinds of storms and winds. And they threw him off the boat and God had prepared a big fish, a great fish, to swallow him up. And the first day, Jonah was still passive. He didn't understand what was going on. Second day, he was still in the belly of the fish. But the Bible said, and on the third day, Jonah prayed. Yeah, on the third day, there is something about the third day. There's something about one, two, three. Ah, you hearing me, somebody? And on the third day, Jonah, Jonah, Jonah prayed. He prayed out of the regions of the sea, from the belly of the fish. And the prayers of, of Jonah rose and came to the surface of the sea and rose up across the Pacific or Atlantic Ocean and went into the clouds and penetrated into the throne room of the Father. And Jehovah heard the very cry of Jonah in the belly of the fish. And God responded and said it is the third day fish you can't hold him anymore vomit him out at the land and right at the place where he was running from vomit him at the land and at the shore of Nineveh I don't know what has swallowed you up I don't know what has swallowed up your finances and I don't know what has swallowed up your joy Ah, because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And some of you don't have the joy of the Lord, so you don't have strength. I don't know what has swallowed up your joy, your peace, your happiness, your marriage, your kids, your future, your dreams, and your vision. I don't know what swallowed you up because of some disobedience, because you walked away from his presence, and something swallowed you up, and it's like you are in prison, but whatever swallowed you up, I came to declare to you today that today is go home time. It's time for you to go home. Whatever swallowed you up is about to vomit you out. You didn't hear what I said? It's going to vomit you out today. I see the enemy vomiting out your finances, vomiting out your dreams and your vision, your joy and your peace. Somebody don't sit down and look at me that way. Shout, I hear you. I don't know what I swallowed up your children, what I swallowed up your husband or your wife, but I came to tell you today, that thing is about to vomit you out. It can't hold you in the stomach anymore. The devil can't hold you in prison anymore. I see you coming out of prison. You didn't hear what I said. I see you coming out of that situation. You are coming out. Turn to somebody and say, come on. 
to Moses. He said, you talk to Pharaoh, he won't let the people go. But he said, on the third day, in three days, he said, in three days, in three days, in three days, I'm going to show up in Egypt. And they're going to know that I am Jehovah. Are you hearing me, somebody? I will smite the Nile River with blood. And let that, let that beast and serpent in the Nile River uh, that gives Pharaoh power. Because the Bible said that Pharaoh went to the river early in the morning, every day. Because there was a beast, there was a, there was a serpent that lied in the Nile River that gave him power. And God said, I'm going to turn that river into my blood. And he can survive within the blood nothing survives within the blood of the lamb when the blood of Jesus is applied there is no power there is no devil there is no force that can stand within the environment and influence of the blood ah the blood the blood there is something about the blood I feel the blood I sense the blood I smell the blood in the house God said if I see the blood I will pass over you one more man of God passed God said to Joshua arise now and be courageous and very courageous and you will lead these people into the promised land and the first command Joshua gave is he says sanctify the people my God thank God that this is sanctification and consecration time he says sanctify the people prepare the vessels prepare the vessels prepare the vessels and he said for in three days we will pass over this Jordan in three days. Not in the first day, not in the second day, not in the fourth day. But he said in three days, in three days, there is something about three. There is something about the third day. Joshua said for 40 years, what Moses couldn't do. In three days, we are passing over. I see you passing over. You didn't hear what I said. I said, I see you crossing over. You are crossing over. You are passing over. Turn to somebody and shout, Passover. Kadabu Shatamahataya. Ah, resurrection. And you got to understand something. There are two, there are two, there are two liftings here. There is the natural and physical lifting. Ah, and then within this third day, we are living here. We are getting out of here. I don't know about you, but the Bible says, He that have this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Within the third day, there's going to be great liftings and exaltations, prominence. People are going to suddenly come into prominence, like the bishop of the house, the said man of the house. For so many years, he preached the same message. Nobody knew him, but God kept him on the backside of the desert. God said, I'm going to keep you for the right time. I'm going to hide you for the right time. Ah, and let everybody just go ahead. Let everybody be out there in the limelight, but I'm going to give you the last taste. So God said you can hang behind the desert, the backside of the desert. You can stay in prison, stay in the valley. Let everybody enjoy it and have it all. But when I'm ready for you, what Thomas Jakes, when I'm ready for you, the world will know that I have lifted you and suddenly from the backside of somewhere in Virginia came a voice that said, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Are you hearing me, somebody? Because the time was come and nothing could keep him and hold him down because he had waited and been through the fire somebody shout I hear you, I hear you. the church is coming into such prominence into such exaltation and influence 
over principalities and powers over political powers and leaders the political powers of our days and our time will begin to consult the church and will know that the church is truly the church because in this third day there's going to come financial promotion financial explosion God is going to so lift us up and exalt us that a nobody will become a somebody we overnight are you hearing me and nothing will become something overnight somebody broke can't pay his bills don't know where the next me will come from God will give you a plan and a strategy that if you follow it through suddenly out of nowhere from prison you find yourself in the palace from the valley you find yourself on the mountain are you hearing me somebody if you hearing me shout I hear you when Jesus rose from the dead hell hell knew that he was risen And you know what he did? He should have just gone straight to heaven immediately. If he had gone to heaven immediately, hell would have had a witness and known that he was risen. Heaven would have known that he was risen, but there would have been no witness on the earth. Earth wouldn't have known that he was risen. So when he rose from the dead, he said, before I get up there to heaven, for heaven to know, Earth must also have a witness. So he said, Peter, he said to David, to Father Abraham, to all the Old Testament saints, he said, you all got to go to Jerusalem, walk through the cities of Jerusalem, and let them know I'm risen. And then I need to show myself to Mary Mandalene to go tell my disciples that I'm alive and well. And then I can proceed to go see the old man in heaven out there and, and announce in heaven that I'm, I'm alive again. And, and, and so there was a witness on earth, and there was a witness in hell, and when he arrived in heaven, all heaven stood still. And there was, uh, there, there was a great, there was a great welcome and I could hear I could hear David I could hear David shouting lift up your head ye everlasting gates ah lift ye up be ye lifted up ye everlasting gates then I heard an angel saying then I heard an angel saying why be ye lifted up and he said because the king of glory the king of glory is coming through and the and another angel said who is the king of glory then said David ah the Lord strong and mighty in battle he is the king of glory so be ye lifted up ye everlasting day for the king of glory is coming through somebody shout out here he is he arrived right there in heaven and all held the power of Jesus name let angels prostrate and fall are you hearing me somebody say I hear you and Jesus arrived in heaven and announced and said father mission accomplished it is finished I have brought to you all the Old Testament saints and now the father said all power in heaven and all power on earth and all power beneath the earth is given unto you and the Bible said at the name of Jesus every knee every knee of things in heaven and on things on earth and on things under the earth shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father because he is risen and he is alive forevermore are you hearing me somebody shout he's alive somebody shout he's alive 
He rose, he rose, and hell has a witness. And there was a witness on earth that he's alive. And there is a witness in heaven that he's alive. I came to announce to you today that he's alive. And because he lived, we shall also live. Because he's alive, we will be alive. Because he lived, we can live. I don't know about tomorrow, but I know who holds tomorrow. Say, I hear you. Right now, I want everybody to stand on your feet. If you have any condition and situation in your body, place your hand there right now. I curse kidney failures. I curse infections of the kidney, the bladder, the liver. I curse the symptoms and the beginning stages of prostate cancer. I rebuke every fibroids. I curse lumps in the left and right breast. I release the fires of Jehovah to touch, to burn and to consume the very roots of growth and tumors in bodies, in the bodies of men, in the bodies of women. And I apply the blood of Jesus for fresh cleansings, for forgiveness, for he forgiveth all our iniquity and healeth all our diseases. So Father, forgive, thou that is rich in mercy, forgive every iniquity as a result of sexual sin, immorality, fornications and adulteries and all kinds of addiction or any kind of addiction or disobedience, stubbornness or strife, pride, whatever is the cause for the iniquity. Forgive, thou that is rich in mercy, forgive, O Lord, for thou Forgive all our iniquity and heal it all our disease. So forgive every iniquity and let every internal illness and disease be healed. Cure us from within to the outside. Heal us from the inside to the outside. Let every organ of the bodies of your people be healed. I command organs to be healed. I command every sickness that is hidden, every sickness that is hidden, every secret sickness and infirmity designed to kill, designed to take anyone here under the sound of my voice before their time and before their day I rebuke that infirmity I rebuke that affliction I rebuke that oppression Satan I command you to take your hand Satan, I command, hands off, hands off every organ of their body, hands off their feet, hands off their back. I rebuke the demon of the spine. I cast the demon of the spine. I rebuke the spirit of death and dumbness in the name of Jesus to leave. Right now, I command every blindness, be healed. I command every situation of the tumor, ah, to be healed. I command, I command, I command the kidneys to be healed. I command, I command, I command, I command in the name of Jesus right now the intestines the intestines the intestines the intestines be healed that back situation be healed the knee problem be healed in the name of Jesus the left knee be healed the situation with the chest be healed hypertension rheumatism paralysis arthritis high blood pressure I command you arrested I have a warrant for your arrest I have a warrant for your arrest I have a warrant for every work of the enemy right now in the bodies of God's people I curse every work of the enemy I curse the work of sin I curse the work of 
of infirmity. I cast the works and the results of disobedience, the consequences of sin and infirmity. It is cancelled by the blood of Jesus over the bodies of God's people. I command you wherever you are, as you hear the sound of my voice, let the heat of Jehovah, let the powers of the bams of Gilead and the hand of Jehovah touch your body right now. And from the crowns of your head to the soles of your feet, I command you be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. In the name of Jesus, but not this son and daughter of Abraham, be healed and be loose. For healing is the bread of the children. Receive your healing right now. I command you to receive your miracle. I command you to be cured. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, I cast the very root of that situation. Whether it's a generational curse, it is revoked. I break the power of curses through the bloodline. I break the powers of curses through the bloodline. I break the cycles and the patterns of the bloodline. I break it back to the tenth generation. I break it through the bloodline. And I declare that you will live and not die. I command the joint to receive strength. I command marrows to receive strength. The nerves, the tissue, the cells, the vein, the blood to receive and to be cured by the name of Jesus. 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 In your name. In your name. Lift up your hands right now, everybody. Let's sing this song. In thee, O Lord, I put my In thee, Lord, come, my sister, help me. Sister, bless me. In thee, oh Lord. Come on, somebody sing it out of the bowels of compassion.
Everybody, all of us, sing it one more time. Tell him, Lord, I put my trust in you. I want you to hear me for a minute. I want you to examine yourself right now. As I was praying in the spirit, I saw a lot of demon spirits in all kinds of forms like monkeys and snakes and all kinds of things in the name of Jesus, leaving people right now. It was leaving people's bodies and I want you to examine yourself right now. Examine yourself right now. Bring me that lady from the back there. I need some ushers to bring me that lady from the back there, yes. Bring me that lady from the back there. Bring her to me. I want you to examine your body right now. Don't just stand. When God touches you, you have to give him the glory. Because if you don't give him the glory, it's going to come back again. Examine your body. Examine your body right now. Examine your body right now. Check yourself. If you had a pain, examine it right now. If you had a tumor, check it. If you had a lung, check it. If you had a growth, check it. If you had a situation, you couldn't do something, do it right now. If you couldn't see, see. If you couldn't hear, hear. Whatever you couldn't do before, begin to do it right now. If you couldn't bend, bend. Whatever you couldn't do, do it right now. In the name of Jesus. Just examine yourself right now. I know the power of God is here. I've seen God heal cancers and gross tumors and HIV positive. I've seen God heal all kinds of things. I have faith for the impossible. I have faith for the impossible. I know God can do anything. I want you to examine yourself right now. Do anything you couldn't do before the prayer and check it and see. Now, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. There was an angel of the Lord standing by her. In the name of Jesus, I command that thing to leave you now leave you forever forever leave it go to the place of divine appointment and no more i command you to stay bound and never return in the name of jesus woman thou art loose loose from thy infirmity in the name of jesus never again never again somebody say never again now one minute please hear me out there's an awesome move of God in the house. Powerful meaning. People don't move around, don't leave as much as possible unless you really have to. But there is an awesome move and let's reverence and respect the presence of God. One of the reasons why we don't experience too much of the supernatural in America is not because the men of God here are not anointed, but it's because we never make time for God and we don't respect the we respect our time and things we have to do than the presence of God. Look at me. If after the prayer, you had a pain and it's gone, you had a growth, a lump, a tumor, and it's gone, you couldn't hear and you can hear, 
You couldn't bend, you can bend. You couldn't do something, but now you can do it. I want you to wave me right now. Just give me a wave offering. Come on, give God the glory. Don't hold back that thing. Just give up the glory. Give God the glory. Just give God the glory. Give him the praise. Just praise him. Thank you. Thank you. We know you are blessed by that word of God and look forward to you joining the messages of the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams again. For more information on our events, books, and messages, please visit NDW Ministries online at www.ndwministries.org or call our offices on plus one eight seven seven three six one five one one one. Once again, thank you for joining the Archbishop today. And may you continue to experience the life-transforming power of God's blessings.